we really have a good time sharing stories and hearing all these stories. It's great when we have a bunch of different people on and for storm work episode, it worked out great because there was a lot of good storm stories. Thank you everybody for listening. Anyways, without further ado, let's get into this episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. When wind, snow, or ice push trees to failure. For tree people, it means one thing, storm work. Storms expose the weakness hidden below the surface. They push to the breaking point. But what makes it through unscathed? will grow stronger because of it. Every storm has its own personality, its own challenges. But for tree people, it means you're about to burn the candle at both ends. Triple check your safety and learn something new because it's go time. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we look at the personality of different storms, how to burn the candle at both ends, and expose the weakness to learn something new on the dichotomy of storm work. All right, we're back at it. This week we're going to uh, talk about storm work a little bit. It's an it's a real interesting subject. Every storm is different, so there's not one you know one lesson you take from a storm might not apply to a next one, and so. I look forward to hearing from everybody and getting everybody's different perspectives. Uh, but real quick, we're going to introduce ourselves. My name's Andrew. I'm Rob. It's Jamie. Becca. And Corey. Nice. We got the full crew tonight. Let's see. Before we get into this storm work, before we get too far down the road, let's do what we always do and start with stories from the field. What do we got? I have a great, <laughs> embarrassing tale to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> So on Wednesday, uh, we went out to drain to do some fuels reduction work, which is a little out of my realm of usual work, but I, I do love it. It's kind of nice being out a little bit more in a, in a rural wildlife kind of area. Um, but a lot of it was just down trees that needed to be cut up into, into logs and broadcasted throughout the landscape and piles of brush that needed to get shipped and things like that. And <laughs> my boss had just put brand new chains. You can see where this is going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just put brand new chains on like the two biggest saws that he brought with him that day. Cause we were going to cut up this fatty down tree into like 16 inch length. And <laughs> he's talking to my coworker about, Hey, like make sure that you, and anyone else that might be cutting, as <laughs> in me, <laughs> doesn't dirt the saws because these are brand new chains. And I heard him say that to him, and I'm like, that's, he's talking to me, right? <laughs> right. Anyways, I, 
So I'm like, okay, 10-4. I will be so good about not dirting these chains. So I'm like just extra carefully cutting into this trunk, just really taking my time, making sure it doesn't go. Like I, I would leave like two-inch hinges on these lugs and just like be really careful because I didn't, I wanted to be like, this is a saw that I'm using. That's the saw that he's using. Let's yeah. compare them afterwards <laughs> and see yeah. like who has the better chain because these are brand new chains. I want to be like, yeah, I didn't. It, it's still in perfect condition. So anyways, I'm going along about 11 minutes into this endeavor. <laughs> I see sparks oh, <laughs> start no. to fly. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I screamed so loud. I swear all the crows in the, <laughs> in, the, in the yard flew away. But naturally, about 11 or 12 minutes into me being really careful with this chain, I came across a rusted fence that was all crumpled up and looked uncannily. Is that a word? I'm using it. It looked <laughs> just like a pile of brush. I had no idea that it was a fence. <laughs> and it was growing into, like the tree was growing around it. So I was cutting through the wood and into the chain. And it's just sparks. And I'm like, yeah. Why is this so cutting badly now? Oh, no. And then I, I realized what I had done. Ugh. And uh, anyways. I think I used that saw yesterday. I'm sorry. You probably did. And anyways, I felt like a giant jackass. <laughs> was, was it the husky? It was the husky. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, no. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was being so good about it. But I guess the reason that I bring this up as a story is because, like, no matter how careful you think you're being, you got to look. You got to look everywhere all of the time and make sure that there's nothing at all yeah. <laughs> in your way <laughs> when I you're trying to do something. Pro tip here, I, I personally like to taste the branches before I, you know, <laughs> if you get that metallic taste, it, you know, it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> well, we'll save that for you. Okay. Yeah. That, right. that can be your tip. Just, just, just a pro tip from, from, yeah. from my corner of the podcast. You and Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's another branch muncher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, just... Keep your eyes peeled, and d even if you think there's no way there would be a rusty fence here in the middle of nowhere here, there's always a rusty fence. So <laughs> Rest, Rusty fences have a way of just Watch out. appearing randomly. Be everywhere. nice yeah. to those brand new chains. I'm changing what I was going to talk about for stories <laughs> from the field, but we removed a Arbor Vitae, uh, Arbor Vitae hedge yesterday. It was like 100 feet long. and Gross. In it, we found a, a, f a wire fence. You know, didn't find it with our saws. We tasted it. <laughs> Good job, Jamie. Don't give away. Look at that. That's a pro move right there. Yeah. Pro Dead move, Snowdale. No. Pro move. Yeah. We found it, and coworker had the brilliant idea of, because it, it was going to be a nightmare to get rid of this hedge working around that fence. So he had the idea of tying it up to the truck and just pulling that fence out, because the fence was, everything was coming out and getting redone or whatever, so... It worked like a charm. That, <laughs> that awesome. job went way smoother. That is awesome. But your story made me think of that story. <laughs> well, good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. A couple weeks ago, I was working on a job felling these fir trees. And I fell this fir tree. <clears throat> I get through it, and I look down, and there was a bullet 
there was actually two bullets right there, and I cut through two bullets huh. that were embedded in the tree who knows how long ago. Wow. Yeah. I was like, what are the odds that that is the spot that I picked? Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay. But they were probably, they didn't uh, fuck up your chain too bad, right? Not was too bad at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I used that saw for the rest of the job, and I, you know, you could tell a little bit because I had right. just sharpened it. Right, right. You know, right. so it wasn't brand new anymore, but <laughs> it, it did the job just fine. Yeah. You know? Cut, cutting through lead. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, jacketed hollow point. Yeah. That's another thing is if you're going to hammer a nail and a sign. Yeah. Or a flyer or staple something to a tree. Maybe come back and remove it again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't just fucking leave it in it the tree. It could yeah. compartmentalize over it completely, and you won't know until you're cutting the trunk. Well, we yeah. found a railroad spike when I first started working with you oh, guys. Really? Remember that? We'd, yeah. yeah. In, the, in that giant fur. Yeah. Yeah, it, w- it was strategically placed too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right right where you'd want to put the face cut in. Yeah. It was yeah. like they were, yeah. they were playing. It was like interesting. It. Yikes. And it was... It was how was that placed? Was it? It wasn't just straight in. It was like at an angle, right? So I don't remember too. But yeah. yeah, no, it was at an angle, and an there angle. was a because that was a street that they had plans to widen, uh, you know, like twenty years ago or something like that. And they had problems with people spiking the trees around that project because they didn't want the trees cut down. Yeah. And so twenty years later, when we're just doing maintenance on a dead tree, probably because it got spiked twenty <laughs> years prior, you know. We yeah, good job, hippies. You didn't save that tree. <laughs> I didn't lick that one before I started. <laughs> yeah, we would have known. <laughs> yeah. It's that slight metallic taste. <laughs> I guess that really is a pro tip. <laughs> Anyone have a storm story? Oh, oh yeah, that's the the topic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking yeah. about, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about a, a little bit about that uh, oak we did with uh, every oh, yeah. sing, every single piece of rigging gear that I think we brought with yep. us on that. Yeah, that was funny. So storm work, you usually have a ton of ropes hanging from the trees, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was doing storm work like a week before that, and we all we had were blue ropes, right? So there's like four blue ropes. And then with you, all we had were yellow ropes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just joking. Like, you're on the yellow one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yellow rope. <laughs> I, I swear I have like six yellow ropes, and they all are about the same <laughs> diameter. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, this, uh, let's see, the oak, it had, it was right next to a big bank of windows, right? And it had two hangers that were completely detached. One was on top of the other one. And these were, you know, not hangers. These were more like scaffold branches that mm-hmm. had, you know, fallen and wow. hung up on themselves. So we had one line on each of them, a tagline on the lower one, and then another tagline on an offshoot of the upper one. Because the upper one had fallen on top of the lower one, but then it also had, had like, it had a, a lateral that it had snagged. And so we had to rig all of that out. And so we used three porter wraps, two yeah. Three, three. Porter, three porter wraps and a figure eight. Yeah. And it, and it, was, it was, it worked out pretty slick. Yeah. Wait, were there targets under the? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, it was right next to a big bank of windows on the house. Oh, that's. Mm-hmm. So if, if, like, literally, if they would have just gone all the way through, it would have gone straight into that bank of windows. Cool. It was, yeah. Smashy. Smashy. Yeah, it was smooth. <laughs> but yeah, I guess what, what we're probably mostly going to be talking about is the storm that just happened, like, through the, the PNW here from, like, Albany, Oregon, up to Portland. Did it go past Portland? Not very much, okay. from what I understand. Yeah, it was no. an ice storm came through and just uh, Salem's really bad. Oh man, yeah. I've, it's funny because I've heard all this stuff about it, but I've I've just turned down doing any storm work. I've yeah. been too busy with other stuff, and you know, it's not in 
in the, where I'm at. So yeah, I've yeah. been contracting, so I've been north of here a ton. Yeah, just pulling hangers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, more hangers. Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, <was> shocking. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have any stories from the field? You know, I got a good one that uh, isn't storm related, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, from earlier today, we were <laughs> we we had the job zone set up, you know, or the work zone set up. Corey's losing it. Yeah, oh, and uh, this taxi comes, and you know, there's not a whole lot of between. You know, it's not a big road, and between our cones, and then we put no parkers on the other side of the street because we we needed every little bit of space for cars. You know. And, and this taxi wasn't pulled all the way over to the curb. It was just like yeah, no. kind of in the middle so of the So a taxi pulls up to the house, right? And he parks right in the middle of the lane. And, our, you know, one of the guys on the crew, Garrett, kind of points at him and, like, kind of gives the keep on moving buddy sign. And the dude just stares at him and just, you know, ignores him. So I was like, all right, Garrett, I'll go, I'll go get this guy to move. So I walk up next to him, and the guy looks at me, and I kind of give the roll down the window sign, and he just looks down. At his phone and starts ignoring me. So I just kind of stand there, cross my arms, and just start staring at him like, come on, buddy. And so finally he lowers it, and I'm like, hey, you know, we got no parkers here. We, you can't park in our work zone. And and he just rolls up his window <laughs> and sits there. And so I just stay there. I just cross my arms again and keep looking at him like, dude, this is, this is not how it works. And he rolls down the window again, and he's like, are you going to move that cone, or am I going to run it over pulling into the to the person's <laughs> driveway? And I kind of look at him and just pause for a second and look, you know, we got the Cena's on so these guys can hear the whole thing. And I just look at him and I'm like, I'd be happy to move that cone for you, sir. And then he just starts laughing at this guy. Yeah. And I just start laughing at him. Oh. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'd be happy and just couldn't help it. I just start laughing at him. I go move the cone. He pulls in, you know, I put the cone back and Garrett's like, you know, dude, you could have just told him that it's a work zone. If he hits your, if he pulls into your work zone, you're going to call the police and call his company. I'm like, oh, no, I'd be happy to help him. And I grabbed the pole sign. I just cut a bunch of brush, and I just staged it in the chipper right behind his car. I just blocked him in. (laughs) I gave him just enough room to, like, so he could kind of push through some brush and wiggle out. And he must have had to do a 20-point turn. And I just kind of sat there and watched him do this 20-point turn in his driveway. That's called spite pruning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, no, I I got a plan for this guy. (laughs) That's exactly what that was. And and the best part. (laughs) <laughs> the best part when he came back to drop off the uh, the client, probably what half an hour, forty five minutes later, way like a block down. Yeah, he, he, yeah, dropped, he dropped him, him off like a block <laughs> down. Didn't even enter our workshop. Yeah, <laughs> so was, yeah. yeah, that that wow. was the highlight of the day for me. <laughs> How satisfying! Oh well, you know you can you can be negative and try to ruin my day. I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But all right. So any any other stories from the field? Dive on in. All right, let's get, get into, into it. it. You know, the thing about storm work is uh, it, it's a really interesting topic. And one of the things, we're just going to start right at the beginning, and that's at the beginning of a storm. It's really kind of hard to figure out when do you go into storm mode. You know, I've, I've noticed that when we, when we get, you know, sometimes it's real obvious. Sometimes there's just wind knocking down trees, and you know in the morning it's go time. But... I've noticed a lot of times people are almost, you know, like, when do you start calling people in? When do you try to uh, go storm mode? Do you call at the city? 
we're kind of lucky because they call us in. We don't have to make that decision. And maybe Rob, this, you know, you're you're running a company. Yeah. How how does the beginning of a storm work for you? Uh, usually, we we take a day or two because the road conditions are really bad, and um, generally we we kind of focus on sharpening all the chainsaws, inventorying the trucks, getting everything dialed in. And um, so, so you know, every storm is different. Sometimes you get called out and it's an emergency and you have to break crews off and just, you know, hit it right there. Other times you have a couple of days to prepare because the road conditions are such that you, you can't drive the big trucks and just the bidders are out, you know, getting the contracts and, yep. and getting everything lined up. So I'd say more times than not, you actually have some time to prepare and, um, you know, get your communication in. People can rest up. And then it's on. Then basically, um, you just work dark to dark, and uh, you know, one one job after the next, it it just like a um, a marathon. That that's the well. Some storms, some storms are real quick, and you only got a day or two's worth of work. That's true too. But that that's kind of what I was getting at. That's always kind of been interesting to me, and that was something I was trying. I tried to do a lot when I was in the private industry. Is try to organize that first. 24 hours because that mm-hmm. that's a real critical time for response you want to get what what we would do is we get the bidders out and then a lot of times the crew leaders that had four-wheel drive would go out and start bidding on jobs also yeah and then you would have the like you say the other people just getting gear ready getting the chipper knives changed if needed getting the saws sharpened actually, actually the first thing that i usually do is go to rdo and buy all their ropes and carabiners and pulleys go to mr chainsaw and get a couple big saws <laughs> <Exactly>. and yeah <laughs> where are all the pulleys yep. go gear up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's interesting because i remember like way back in the day when there was like that big windstorm in 2001, mm-hmm. that was one of those ones where you knew it like just power was out and you were watching trees go down. I that mean, was it, all the fir trees going, going all through the houses. fir trees yeah. going through houses. And yeah, that was, that was a pretty intense one. And I knew the night before it was going to be go time. So I actually got up really early the day before and got to the shop at like four in the morning nice. and changed all the chipper knives without anybody nice. knowing and got all the saws <laughs> taken care of and, that way, when everybody showed up, we were good to go. Ready to go. You know, so it the the first day is really about prep in my mind. In my experience, that's that's usually how it's been is is just a little bit of a uh, prep period, and then then it's on, and everything gets disorganized and dull, and it's just trying to keep up after that. Yeah, <laughs> and and it kind of works that way because it's going to take a certain amount of time to get a a signed work order back. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, you go on a consultation and you're probably bidding a pretty healthy amount on it. You know, if it's a sketchy job, if it's a a big storm, you know, you're pulling a tree off of a house or something. And so people usually look at it and they're like, well, uh, I, I'll, I'm going to call somebody else. You know, I'm going to get another price. And a lot of times by the time they get that second call, the other person's already booked out or, you know, is getting a similar price, and so they go with you. But it usually takes at the, at least a half a day to get the first job signed. So you got a little bit of time, you know, where you don't want to just be standing around. Yeah, the communication is really important when you have uh, employees, you know, making sure that everybody's on the same page and, you know, sometimes power's out and, you know, it, it's hard to communicate. Just having a uh, protocol put in place pre-storm is really helpful. 
yeah. it's something that we think about a couple times a year and do a little bit of work on and and you know train the new employees on what the protocol is and uh it's important just like always you know every single meeting or anything we ever have i always say communication communication over communicate <laughs> yeah during a storm that's the most important you know not just with each other but with the clients you know making sure everybody knows exactly uh, what to expect and and what all their options are and you know one thing that I always tell people during storms because everybody gets pretty scared when I'm doing the bids is uh, you know you see a lot of healthy trees people want to take down and I always just recommend they wait three or four months you know they say oh no we want to take it down I said well it's you know the storm's over <laughs> you, know, yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about it you can wait a couple months and make your decision then you know it's not going to cost as much because the prices are inflated during storms and gives people time to think about it a little bit, make sure they're making the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting at the city, it's a different thing because you don't have to wait to get a bid back. Mm. Matter of fact, your job is to clear out the street as soon as you can. So as soon as we start getting calls at stuff's in the street, if it's two in the morning, you're on the job at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. Yep. You're already rolling out. But even then you still have a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, I feel like a holdback period because you never really know where the storm is going to go and you never really know how intense it's going to be. I mean, you have an idea, right? But on like big wind or big snow or big ice events, you know, it could persist for a week and you don't really know that at the beginning of the storm. Well, and so the, the pause at the beginning of the city, like tree crew is out and working, Mm -hmm. but uh, what I've noticed is what they're trying to figure out is are we going to activate an emergency protocol, which then turns all the park crews, everybody's getting divided up and it becomes an emergency response, which is a whole nother thing. You have to establish an emergency command center. And so you have to do a whole bunch. And so they kind of take their time to try to make sure this storm is going to be work. You know, you don't want to set up an emergency command center for, you know, a six hour storm. (laughs) And sometimes they'll hold back, back parts of the crew because they don't know, like on the last storm, the 2019 storm that you and I were in, they, um, well, and you too, um, they <laughs> had, uh, they had, uh, night crew and then they had the day crew. And so yeah. they, they held back a couple people for the, the night crew and we got lucky and didn't wind up on the night crew, but, uh, yeah. a couple of our coworkers didn't get so lucky. Well, yeah, no, that was, that, that was a lot of fun. Actually. I did like a, how long did I, was it a 17 hour shift? It was like, it was a, yeah, it was like a 17 hour shift. Yeah. Wow. I did a 17 hour shift nice. and it's because they called me in early in the morning and I worked it with that crew and then, and cause uh, Corey lives a little bit outside of town, so they didn't call him in right away. And so then Corey came in and uh, you and Ivory were on a crew and then they wanted someone else on that crew. And so you tagged along. So, so I, I just kind of, without anybody knowing, jumped onto their truck yep. and like <laughs> extended my, my time on the storm. Yeah. <laughs> Bobbing around in the boom truck. And then we couldn't even get back to the shop because we were trying to take a few, like a few back roads that were, we knew were less traveled or maybe should be open. Yeah. And then we kept just like giant furs across the street. Yeah. No, it <laughs> was, it was dark. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And, it that, was, and, that, and that giant snowman. Yeah, that giant. Oh, man. There was a bunch of kids partying in the park, and they made, like, a 15-foot-tall snowman. And it was, like, smoking <laughs> a big, fat blunt. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a fun, that was, uh, fun. That was a great storm. Yeah. Flossy the toke, man. How long Flossy did the, the, the storm toke, last, like, the actual weather event? I mean, there was still snow on the ground for a week. 
Yeah, probably. Oh, this last one? Yeah, it was a long one. Uh, yeah. It actually 19. snowed, and then it snowed again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there it was two storms. It snowed, and then it froze. Yeah. yeah. It snowed yeah. Exactly. It was an ice storm, and then, or a snowstorm, and then an ice storm. Yeah. It was a really long one. Yeah, because yeah. I remember driving around in the South Hills in the ground truck, and mm-hmm. there would be just snow berms on the side of the road, because it took the plows. I mean, we... We have, what, like five plows for the city of Eugene, which is, <laughs> you know, not enough in that kind of snow, but we only no. get that snow very rarely. But I remember <laughs> driving up onto the snow berms to, like, try to get off the road and still make them available while we were doing our work, right? And we, I ran over it, like, literally, it was it was about the size of a railroad spike. I don't know where exactly it came from, but it was just a giant spike of metal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're in the middle of the snow berm, and we're like, we have to call fleet, and <laughs> they have to come out and change this tire because we've got... A railroad spike in our time. Oh, it was buried in the snowbird. You, sh- you should have licked it first. Uh, <laughs> just just driving b- driving by with my tongue out the window, yeah, yeah, looking at yeah. all the snow. Oh, there's metal here. We got it. Nope. Nope. Maybe Road that was a yellow board. patch. He <laughs> <over>. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. Damn it. It's one of those UP spikes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that 2019 storm there. Was my first week. Yeah, yeah. not first storm. First it week of work my, of tree work. Period. Yeah, yeah. it was my <laughs> first week. I had like one day where I was like chill removing a sweet gum with Chandler, and then and then like came back on Monday. And everything had snowed, snowed over. It was and it, you just dialed it up to eleven. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know how to like set up a work zone or run a saw or anything. They're like, well, you're who we have. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna learn. Yeah. Trial by fire. <laughs> and and it was just funny because like I'm going into the boom truck and there's just like empty pizza boxes and like <laughs> oh, really? masks for over your eyes so you can sleep. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, is this what tree work is like? <laughs> 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 Y'all are just like eating pizza. Living and in the trucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was a hell of a time i was with sean o'brien most of the for, for like two months straight and we were it was mostly just you know setting up entire works on so he could go up and pull out one hanger or something like that but there was stuff in those trees from the 2016 ice storm yeah so that's that's another thing that i think would be good to talk about is um because you can't always get to every single yeah ha- you can't get every hanger you can't get every every tear out you can't get to every single tree when there are so many trees and you know you go back three or four years later after another event and you're just like huh (laughs) better get that while i'm here (laughs) like i've been saying i've been contracting north a lot and pulling hangers and then i booked a job with my buddy south of here i was like sweet a break from pulling hangers and we get there and it's a black oak with hangers from a previous storm a long time ago (laughs) just every tip broken hanging down (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and you've been you've been going hard up north. Yeah, and so you've been working with uh, Elwood, right? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's in the thick of it right now. Man, um, we could call him. Probably yeah. a good time to let's call him up. See what he's got to say. Let's do it right on. So uh, Elwood owns Elwood's Tree Service in Salem. He's been he's been in the game for forty years. Ooh. Seen quite a bit. I've never actually met him. I've. You know, I feel like I've had friends who've worked for him and I've worked around him. But I've never... Good evening. Hey, Elwood, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good. So uh, the gang's all here. We 
We got Andrew. Hey, Go how's ahead. it going? Yeah. Hey, it's Andrew. Yourselves. Hey, Rob Good. from Sperry. Hey, Rob. It's Becca. Oh, and Corey's having <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulties. And uh, hey, it's Corey. Corey's trying to figure <laughs> out his microphone. I, I walked outside. Oh, all good. That's okay. Yeah, so so we're just talking about storm work. You're obviously up in the thick of it right now. You guys have been doing a ton of work. I guess maybe right off the bat, like what's a story that uh, sticks out in your head from this storm? There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been, I mean, I've been, I've been in business, you know, 40, 41 years. Probably got like 8,000 customers that I've done work for. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I was kind of scaled back and then all of a sudden just kabooey. Um, I think one of the, I think I seen it on Instagram. <laughs> I put it on Instagram. It was that large oak tree that we had to take out. Okay. You know, we had, we had to use like 110 ton crane, like a couple of people looked at it and didn't want to touch it, but we went after it and, you know, we had like a, I think we had 98 feet of reach with 110 foot crane just boomed out there with this. It was unbelievable. We first put the crane in and. That's the good. He goes, I think we hit a water line. I go, well, we checked the water. There's nothing here. It was just that crane in the water, you know, in the ground, in the front yard, just squishing water out like we had broke something. And so we mm-hmm. moved the crane around back in the cul-de-sac, and it was a pretty amazing job. That was a stick out. Well, the key part is the lady, when she paid, it was quite a bill. I mean, with, with a 100-ton oh, uh, yeah. crane and everything, it was like, you know, uh, right at $10,000. And she came in and paid, and then when she turned around, she goes, you don't have $5 for gas for <laughs> like, oh. I mean, like serious. I, I'm oh at the man! Goes, this, this isn't the same address. She goes, "Oh no, that's my house in Portland." I go, and I'm thinking, "Geez, and now you want five dollars for gas? The insurance paid the whole thing." Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just dealing with adjusters, you know, in Arizona and Texas. Okay. You know, like you know, you tell them, you know, it's five or six grand to come in with a crane, just quick take a tree off a house or something. Like, wow, well, you know, ours are like a thousand bucks. So you guys have cactuses. We have trees here. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little different here. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, they have glorified uh, boom you know, trucks. So a little, yeah, a little bit with the insurance companies and stuff. We just quit dealing with them, you know, a long time ago. It's just like we'd rather just deal with the customer and not them argue with it, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Way more you know, simple. we had like two climbers, you know, our two key guys, I think the second day, the roofs were still icy. We had a tree that, you know, there was really not a good tie-in point, so you just had to kind of, like, hold on and do what you could. Yeah. And both of them fell off of that roof. Oh, no. Um, oh. And it was like, you know, right out of the chute, I'm like, you know, okay, they're, they're okay. It was only an eight-foot little drop, but, uh, you know, that would have done, uh, that would have been ugly for us, you know. Yeah. Than anybody and then this kind of thing, especially when you're not prepared for it. Right, like the shit hits the fan and then something like that happens, you lose your two guys. Oh, uh. yeah, yeah, we, uh. Yeah, and I think, uh, what was it, uh, Valentine's Day, I, I, I ordered a brand new, like 8 in the morning, calling my sales guy and ordered 1800 Vermeer. And the next day, our biggest chipper, um, we had an anvil come loose and shot through Whoa. the chipper Ooh. and launched Ooh. this anvil, literally, you know, three quarters of an inch thick, like, you know, what, 16 inches long, six inches wide, through the chipper and hit the shitter like uh, 100 feet away. Charles was there. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yikes. I'll have to ask so, him about yeah, that. Yes, a long time. This chipper been, you know, same uh, anvil bolts and everything. Yeah. And um, it, they were just about a half inch short. They didn't come all the way through there. So for years we were running just telephone poles through this thing, hmm. and then all of a sudden one day, 
of course, our mechanic denies everything, right? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? There's well, just so much. I mean, I can't believe, like, tonight at 1 in the morning, our first call was seven weeks ago. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, but the, and the biggest thing is just, you know, we have customers, like, 30, 35. Some of them we have, that, you know, as long as I've been in business, I've been doing work. And they're, like, in their 90s now and, you know, and those kind of things. But their cry for help. Uh-huh. It was intense. You know, you couldn't get there. You know, it just, oh, my God, this tree, you know, blah. And you're like, well, I got 10 of those. And, you know, right now I only got nine guys. And what do you, you know, you just, you know, we did like 14 days straight. And then we had a couple of close calls. So every morning, every evening, we were having like a little safety meeting, making sure everything was good. Because uh, one of our guys worked the storm in Costa Rica. And he goes, yeah, about the 14th day, it's like the second wind. And then you just get up and get it done, you know. But it, it takes a while to adjust. Oh, yeah. So we're you, doing like uh, 5, 10, or 12s right now. We're just staying away from the weekend work. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get tired, it's there's lapses in judgment, and yeah. it's definitely yeah. a... Yeah, and, and you know, like, you got competitors, you know, they're buying every aerial lift that's, you know, within 500 miles of here and yeah. having guys and all that, and that's just going to be a train wreck, you know. We're just... I got good guys, you know, we're safe, we have fun at work, uh, we're just going to keep plowing through this, but to go out and try to get too crazy, uh, I know, you know, and, and what's going to happen to this economy when this is over, is that everybody's going to drop? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we don't know what's going to, something's going to pop here soon. Right. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, you make a, a really good point there. You know, it, it really is a marathon, and I think sometimes people get caught up too much trying to push you know, because they, they see every job. I Oh, I can go get money. I, there's money just out there to be got. But, like, right. at a certain point, you just got to slow down and be like, hey, we'll make money, but slow is steady and steady is fast, especially. Yeah, uh, you know, and and, and I, I I think my business peaked. I think we had, like, maybe 18 guys. I had an office in Lincoln City. I mean, we were kind of rolling it, like, in the 90s. Uh-huh. And that's what started happening. You know, you end up paying overtime, and then there's complaints, and then you go back to make, you know, you never make money on the job. It just this vicious cycle and now you know um employees are a little different than they were back then you know i mean you know there's feelings and all those other things that (laughs) (laughs) those pesky feelings that come into things sometimes there's there's constructive criticism and treat if you're a tree worker right especially when it's you know like you're on my shift ain't nobody getting hurt on this one so when i start (laughs) yelling that's just how it is right yeah so it it might be before your time, but do you remember the Columbus Day storm, that windstorm that came back? Was that in the late seventies, early eighties? No, that was like sixty two. Oh, yeah. so okay, I'm way off. That was like sixty two. Okay, so that was probably yeah. Before. I was born in fifty nine, so I, and I grew up in Michigan and then came out here right out of high school. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, that's you know now it's gonna be, you know, like now you know since the Columbus Day we look at trees and we look up and you know this big fir and see these multi trees growing out of it and go yeah it was probably a Columbus Day storm you know tree and yeah, right. 20 years the climbers are going to go yeah that must have been that ice storm they had back in 2021 you know yeah because we're just like bobbing off oak trees trying to leave well you did a little work for me you know how it is up here it's, yeah. it's a mess yeah I mean and, if you, if you were taking and, everything back to a lateral making a proper cut you would be you know mutilating these trees right, right. so yeah, and, and we had ice storms in 04 and 08, and I look at some of those Oregon white oaks, you know, where you had stems that were way below the canopy, but we stubbed them off. Uh-huh. And now you go back, you know, uh, from, from those storms there, and you look at that canopy, and everything is filled in just perfectly. You know, there's, some, of course, some problems with some of the stems, but, you know, it's, 
they fill in. They they work. So unless we're telling people, just like just give it a year or two. Everybody wants to take every tree out, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. It's not necessary. Let's just give it some time. You start talking about shade and different things that are going to affect your yard when you take this monster out. Yeah. You know, property you value. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah, All these yeah, Japanese yeah. maple are going to turn brown this year. I mean, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've kind of wondered, you know, because there's a bunch of trees around here that were taught back in the '60s, and I've wondered how many of those were, you know, damaged in the Columbus Day storm, yeah, and then someone cut are. the top out. And I always thought, like, damn it, back then they didn't. They just topped every tree. What were they doing? Yeah, you know, that's what you know. Like, yeah, when I came out here from uh, Michigan in like 1978, right out of high school. It was all about rounding off big old, everything got just whacked back to like, you know, like rosebush pruning, you know. Uh, um, yeah. But when you look at like somebody like a big, bunch of big firs in the yard, you'll see one that's maybe like lower and then everything else is the same height. Now I go, yeah, that's Columbus Day Storm because, you know, that one snapped off and they went, oh, cut them all back, you know. Yeah. You don't want these tops coming out. Uh, but yeah, I guess that I went to the Cape Perpetual on the coast. They have a little thing about the. Columbus data so there was enough trees blown down in Oregon to build three houses for everybody in Oregon. Oh wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's that's how many trees were down. You know, it's like forests that were like, you know, Mount St. Helens just combed, wow. combed down one direction, you know. Granted there were only like, like a thousand people in Oregon then, but still. Now it's like a quarter yeah. of a house for every half person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, heard there's only one one ring in that two by four too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard the yeah. wind was so bad in that storm that uh there was someone at Sacred Heart Hospital here in Eugene next to a big plate glass window. And the wind was blowing against it, and they saw the window bowing in, Ooh. and so they went to pre to t try to support the window. And when they pressed on it, it broke because all of a sudden, their force against the wind's force, and the glass hit them and cut them up so bad, like it blew the glass right into them, and they weren't able to save them. That's terrifying! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and like yeah. You, and you think about the force of wind to cr make that happen, and you know maybe that's just an urban legend that I've heard, you know, passed right. down, but just like. Ooh, ooh. Just look at that big boat yeah. that got stuck in the well, canal. Well, I, I remember in uh, you know, <laughs> 1996, you know, we had uh, we had heavy rains for like six or eight weeks. You know, I mean, you'd get up and look out the window and go, Jesus, is it ever going to stop? I mean, just torrential rains for that. And then we went into this huge flooding, and then all the snow started melting and come down. And we had, you know, I was like at downtown Salem, there were manhole covers with two-foot diameter tubes of water just shooting vertical three feet out of the ground. Wow. That's how much water. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, I remember that story. And then, uh, and, and then yeah. we had like 95-mile-an-hour winds or something. It was just unbelievable. You know, you're driving down the street, and all these lights are just flying, and trees are on fire and stuff. And my wife's going, you get home. You know, you're like, God, this uh, is cool shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> coming apart. <laughs> and, and yeah. But one of my crew, uh, they were uh, – we were had a – we had a – uh, office over in uh, Lincoln City, but they were over on the south side of the Aquina Bridge, and they got up to the bridge, and Oda said, you're not taking that chip truck across the bridge. You know, they were getting, like, huge gusts, and then my foreman goes, hey, but it's full of chips, and he looks back, and he goes, well, you should be all right, <laughs> and away they went across Aquina, and he goes, I've got white knuckles. He goes, every time it hit what you thought for sure, that truck was going over that bridge, you know, and they got across, and then they were going through the Van Duzer, and he goes, they were like, 
six inch branches just horizontal <laughs> going across. It was like that tornado movie, you know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. twister. Just trying to get through the Van Duzer <laughs> corridor. It was horrible. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and, and didn't that ninety six storm? Didn't that start with a blizzard before all the rain set in and before the wind? Yeah, it was rains first. Yeah, heavy. I mean, that's so you get up every morning and you're like, is this going to quit? I mean, you know, like when you have like heavy downpours, but it just go on for days and days and days. And then the winds came. Yeah. But yeah. In- that's where I started my business in 82. My my boss was a drunk and we had uh, like over 100 mile an hour winds hit the valley. And he's calling me like, you know. We hours of the morning, drunk. Yeah, get in here. There's trees falling. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go start a tree service today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grabbed like a friend of mine, and we just would we'd see a tree on our house. And we'd knock on the door. And it's amazing some of the stuff we pulled off or what we didn't know. You know, it's wow. Amazing. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Grand poly and vanilla learn. climbing rope. There you, you know, go. Yeah. Kmart had them on sale. <laughs> <laughs> burn out of a tree and have to cut like two feet off with all that stuff just melting <laughs> on the way down you know? like, oh god that's great <laughs> yeah we no. talked a little bit about preparing uh for a storm I, I don't know how do i want to phrase it um yeah there's i mean if you you know i've we've prepared before and then there was never a storm uh-huh. um but uh <laughs> You know, the one thing is, you know, if you got a good relationship with a crane company, you know, that's the, you know, when the first, when they first hit, there's, you got a bunch of trees on homes. They're having a, you know, I've learned sometimes even, you know, if they're like, we don't have nothing for the same day, hey, I'll pay you. Let's just keep that crane here. Because sometimes they go away, they go away for a week. And oh, sure. Work that way. Yeah. yeah. yeah that is a pro tip. You got yeah, a crane, a... you keep them around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Try to book those things out as fast as you can. Yeah, right. what uh, what company do you, what crane company do you work with up there? Uh, I use uh, um, Mike Adams Construction. Okay, I've used um, Interstate Crane, but they have all minimum charge, fuel charges, um, an insurance charge. So there's a lot of charge after everything's done that you know changes. Yeah. So uh, those guys. Um, Let's see. Oh, that um, the crane company in Albany too. Um, Forceland. Yeah, Forceland. Yeah, those guys are good. They the last we had that 110 ton out there, and that guy was he was picking up these giant, you know, so far away in such an amount of cable and picking up these pieces. It was just amazing how he could get them from the chimney and everything. It was amazing. Were you working with Monty? Um, kind of a bigger guy. Didn't say much. Just yeah, that's job. Monty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah, say much. Pretty, pretty, pretty badass. <laughs> but yeah. he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's the best I got. He's he's a real good guy. I was actually just working with him up in Salem on some crane work myself, and yeah, Forceland's always been great. Yeah, yeah. We did some stuff prior up, you know, like up the Highway 34 over down there. We did some stuff for ODOT with a crane, and they were out. They did good work. Nice. Yeah, but that's that's always a good one, that crane, because, you know, there's some trees you just have to do it that way. Oh, yeah, it it's a game changer to have a crane on those big trees. There's, there's just oh, no other yeah. way to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some of those where you can't get them, and then you got to go just, you know, it's like, well, I'll see you guys in a couple of days, you know, get that tree off the house. Yeah. You know, big one, yeah. How about yeah. Uh, any advice for people getting into storm work when the storm hits? Um, Contracts contract those are key yeah everybody's a handshake until 
they get the bill. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and like ours, I think Charles got into a little bit of some stuff with some, you know, some previous um, work. But, you know, anymore, everything is like people got their hands out. So regardless, you know, we're kind of a luxury business. So you, know, you called us. We're going to come tell you how much. And then we do the work. Pay us the bill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you got to fight for it. You know, and a lot of times you go a long time and nothing happens. And then the trigger gets pulled on you, and it'll be costly and take some time out of your life, you know? Yeah. Been through those a few times. Not not just get and a contract, course, but make sure that uh, you're not putting anything kind of uh, funny on the contract because they're saying, oh, I want you to put this on there. I want you to put that on there for insurance. You know, I, I, I always just make sure to, uh, you know, make sure it's clear that what we're doing, yeah, exactly could, what we're doing is what's on the contract. Right, because... You know, you start deviating, and next thing you know, you do that to like State Farm or something like that. You get on their blacklist, and then you know it's all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to get blacklisted because then you know so, it's good to be. Yeah, there, there's a lot of gougers, a lot of gougers out there. Yeah. You know, we go. You know, if we're, you know, the first about four weeks, we were pretty much everything was time and a half. I mean, you look at all the overtime and the extra, extra, extra everything. You know, there's there's a lot of cost there. It's not you're making a ton of money. Because there are the hidden, you know, and even like next year, so our liability insurance looks at our payroll, and they go, "Whoa, you owe us this much more money now because we had so much more exposure, and they want money for that." And that's how the liability works. Yeah. Yep. And then of course, if you start adding employees, the handbook is the big thing. That's a big one. Getting the handbook. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Well, Elwood, yeah. I think uh, I think we'll. Uh, let you go but uh we're definitely gonna call you again man oh yeah you got great stories and just like some topic we have we're gonna if if you're into it yeah well like anything else you know all all the time you know we there's so many uh you know stories out there and uh Mm -hmm. you know it's like when you really think you got it bad you just go to a seminar and have lunch with like four or three owners yeah and then it's like i thought i had it bad (laughs) (laughs) that's right train wrecks out there right that's right (laughs) and that's what we're doing we're connecting train wrecks here yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys have a good friday right on good talk nice to meet you elwood have a great weekend take it easy bye-bye see ya cool guy yeah oh man he's got some great stories about <laughs> yeah. stormworks and i have a feeling we we're just scratching the surface you yeah know, you could tell that he's got a lot of good true yeah, stories yeah. 40, he, 41 years in yeah i'm sure yeah. He's. he listens and i've been up there contracting with him here and there and i go up there and he's like man listen to the bidding episode he's he started telling me stories and they crack you up we, we gotta have him on just to talk about yeah. him <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah, he'll be a good guy to call for random episodes also yeah. where he can just start telling stories. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. A story from Elwood's crew, one of his lead climbers. Um, we went to, it's like a tiny home village in um, in Salem. So it's just all these tiny homes just packed into each other, right? So there's zero drop zone, right? We were just yeah. pulling hangers that day. But, you know, prior to that, I think it was probably just when the storm hit, there was a large oak tree in another oak tree over all these tiny houses, you know, and the climber had told me he used uh, 14 different rigging points and six different tie-in points to get this thing out of there. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Is, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That. 
That's awesome, though. Yeah. You got to respect someone that's going to take that time to set up a proper rigging system yeah. to do it right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. at that point, it's just a tiny home. Just smash the tiny <laughs> <laughs> Why is that always your MO? <laughs> <laughs> it's what I know, Becca. It's what I know. It's so smashy. Yeah. He's a hammer enthusiast. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's just a mantra. He's a connoisseur of the smashing. <laughs> yeah, everything's a hammer for that guy. Yeah. When all when the only tool you're given in life is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the points that he was making that I really uh, kind of appreciated was the the difference, bit you know, of, of slowing down, you know, and you can push for a little while. But knowing when to kind of back off and say, hey, there's there's more work to be done, but, you know, we're not going to push ourselves into the ground here. Yeah. You know, that that's an important part of, of storm work. Yeah, there's probably an initial, like, short sprint and then yeah, you know, relax and keep people safe. <laughs> yeah, you know, not going seven days a week, you know, especially if you're going to go 10, 12-hour days, you know, you <laughs> people need to recharge you know that's just a fact it's hard, hard work yeah 17 hour days in your case <laughs> yeah well that was one <laughs> that yeah, was the you, initial you sprint can't do more than one no <laughs> no you need a lot of rest after yeah. the day like that yeah cool one thing i did want to talk about is that um in storms it's not that the more that i'm reading about tree risk assessment lately the more i've noticed it's not just things that are kind of obvious that are likely to fail mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are causing issues, but anything, you know, it could be a perfectly healthy tree. And if it's enough of a load on it, it could fail. So, you know, in the context of people trying to mitigate that in not storm times, uh, like Rob was saying earlier, it's a little bit cheaper to do the work when it's not storm season yeah, <laughs> yeah. than in the midst of it. But people, ought, you know, they want to like freak out and and just take care of it because they're seeing it happening all around them. Right. Yeah. And that's the one thing I w I've had to remind my clients of. You know, this is a this was kind of a once in a lifetime storm that we saw up in the Salem area. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to really happen again. I mean, hopefully not with climate change. You know, it might be more more likely, mm -hmm. but it's you can't go around it fearing every single tree because this isn't it's it's probably not going to happen again. This was this was a one off kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're constantly living in fear, then I mean that's not really a way to live. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't be afraid. Be prepared. Yep. Get yeah. the tree work done, and then you know I there's a lot of trees that that I'd pruned that I would go back and like you know drive by on the way to a job or something, and oh, most of them were all right. You know, th not all of them. There was a couple that I had pruned and it'd be like, oh, man, that one, you know, that branch went. But that's how it is. Some, You know, you can't prune to mitigate every situation or you're going to be hacking the trees mm -hmm. in some spots. But the vast majority of them made it through. And that kind of gave me the thought of like, you know what, we're doing it right here. You know, it, like getting that weight off the tip to reduce that leverage, yeah. that works. You well, know, It's funny when I've. I think it was my first time going up north for this storm. And we're just in a neighborhood meeting up for the job. And I look across the street and there was a, a small red maple that had like structurally pruned itself. It's like the cuts. If you were looking at the tree, you would, you would make <laughs> those. That's where it broke. Oh, know? perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pointed it out to everyone. It's almost like, you know, structural pruning is kind of <laughs> what, what should happen. In <laughs> Crazy. Goes a long way to structural prune your young trees. It's very Set true. them up for success. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. It's well, a lot of those structural pre, uh, structural pruning techniques come from Ed Gilman, and he did a lot of his research on how trees react in storms. Yeah. So it makes sense if, if you're kind of going along that that thought process of how to structurally prune trees. You know, he's doing it from now. He's he was in Florida, so he's looking at how trees react to hurricanes. But you know, those failure points happen where they do for a reason. Yeah. You know, and but so. Any major wind or maybe not so much in Florida, but ice or snow for, for us here in the Pacific Northwest. You they, know. Don't, they don't have ice and snow in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I never <laughs> but the wind is real and the, ra- the rain is intense. And, um, yeah. But, but those, are, those are legitimate things that do happen to trees and... It's a good kind of rule of thumb to to be like, if it can't handle this, you should probably take care of it before this happens. And the more that the climate changes, the more that that is likely to occur. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that they're, I mean, trees, as we all know, are really resilient beings. And Corey and I had a job in Tangent a little over a year ago. That had, it's funny, we were talking about that Columbus Day storm. There's a, a grove of Doug firs on this cool property, and she wanted to turn it into like a wedding venue. <laughs> but it looked more like a, I, I think it'd be cool for a wedding venue, but it was like, she, she was describing it as more of a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> it was for your haunted wedding. <laughs> it, it was definitely a haunted house. Every single one of those trees had some kind of dog leg or leg it a wave in really it. It really did. I mean, the, the bases of the shorter ones were, it, it, they would come out like, they were almost like J's, you know, like oh. J roots, but as whole trees. And then some of the more established ones had serious dog legs and it it was a that was I think my first experience my first personal exposure to seeing the the aftermath Mm -hmm. of a wind event like that yeah and her you know her expectations were like well like they're okay structurally they're fine but they just don't really they don't really scream like it's my big day (laughs) (laughs) it's my big day here's 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 a big wavy tree right in the background (laughs) but there were some cool trees out there Mm -hmm. and maybe not to be appreciated by most but yeah i we we tried to save as many cool trees as we could yeah i mean at a certain point it's her property and yeah yeah we did our best yeah it is one of the interesting things though after a storm when you're talking to clients, trying to convince them not to remove those trees. Yeah, because they're you know. so scared. Yeah, they're so scared. And, you know, one of their trees just smashed their fence. And, you know, that's all they can think about now. You yeah. know, you're battling fear. Yeah, and I, I found the best way to deal with that because I've, I've been dealing with a, a lot late recently and, you know, all my career. You just, you validate that fear. You're like, yeah, that's terrifying. I, I can't imagine, or I, I can't imagine I've been through that situation before, you know, having limbs fall all over your house. And it's, it is really scary. It's really scary. But again, these things don't happen super often. And, you know, I'm an expert and here's why it happened and here's what we can do to mitigate it. And I don't think you need to cut down that perfectly good tree just because you're scared. Yeah. yeah, Corey's validating the fear. Like you should be scared. Should, yeah. That's going to be two thousand dollars to remove that little tree. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's my business card. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're in the middle of a storm, so rates are double. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah. I probably won't cut it down. I'll just take all the lower limbs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I get that though, because like even me, like I I'll wake up sometimes at two in the morning if it's really windy, and there's like you know I'll be like be at my partner's house, and he's got this quince outside the window, and if the wind blows, it's just like, <laughs> like scratching, <laughs> <it up. laughs> and it's just like across the window, and I'll wake up like, <gasps> oh god. Never mind. It's just the quiz. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> quiz. But on those, on those nights when I wake up in the middle of the night and see that quince scraping the window, I also do wonder, like, am I going to maybe have to uh, work really hard in a couple of hours? <laughs> oh. You better go back to sleep. It, it's maybe one of the negative parts about working for the city. I can't yeah. say it's the worst thing about working for the city, but anytime the wind blows, because they will call you out in the middle of the night. And so anytime there's any weather event, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to get called any minute. I know I'm about to get called. Because all it takes is, you know, it's not, all it takes is one tree. Yeah. You know, all it takes is that one tree. <laughs> one, one tree across Coburg Road and the whole city's lost yeah, its goddamn that, mind. That one yeah. Raywood ash. Yeah. <laughs> there's less and less of those every day, though. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> and I used to work with you guys. I don't anymore. But when the wind picks up, I'm like, oh, I wonder if those boys are going out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Jamie's yeah. just sitting in bed laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Jackass. He, he's calling into the city. Yeah, I think there's a tree down on Coburg. You might want to send it out. <laughs> no, it's usually about 345, yeah. so I'm still working. You guys are at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Andrew. Is putting his boots on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, really, anytime there's a weather thing that crosses my mind, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I wonder, yeah. If, wonder if those guys are going out. The yeah. anticipation is real. Yeah. And I remember the last major that I remember, aside from random weird gale winds that didn't do anything, but it, back in September when we had all those fires raging and there was a major wind event that of course exacerbated that but that um i told our supervisor at the city i'm like hey man call me in it's fine but i also work for a private company so i'm like hey man call me in it's fine ready to go whoever yeah. calls first yeah whoever <laughs> calls first i'll go yeah yeah, we ended up going out to that ponderosa pine. Yeah. Uh, it was like big, like 120 maybe foot big pondo that just failed right fell right onto a building and Yeah. And stayed there. And <laughs> stayed there. Yeah, fell and just wedged itself into yeah. the side of the building. And it looked perfectly healthy, of course, aside from the fact that it had it had broken and yeah, it, it looked perfectly healthy from the outside, but yeah. when we when you got into it, like it had that it, brown rot for sure. It did, and yeah. it was it was just like right underneath the bark, no indication whatsoever. But it had this giant rot pocket in it, and that's that's right where it failed. Wow, rot it was pocket, rot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the DBH on that? Roughly forty four at the forty four. Yeah, it was yeah. a chonker. Yeah, it was a, it was a fat. Point. No taper, like no, yeah. just no. straight. Yeah, straight yeah. I, I think it was still forty four inches up where it touched the building. I, yeah. I swear yeah. to God, that thing was fucking. That was how how heavy was your crane pick? Uh, or two picks. Yeah, we, we did the tree in two picks. Yeah. We got it. We just, had two cranes out. Too. We had two cranes out, and we had two picks. 
Yeah, there's a lot to this story. I'm yeah. not sure how deep we're going to go into the story now. Just, we, just just surface level. We'll, we'll, just surface level. Okay. You know what? If you give us a five star review, on, <laughs> we'll we'll finish the story. Just five star review. We'll finish the story. Everything will be great. But this is just the teaser. So dangling the carrot. Yeah, <laughs> dangle the carrot better than the stick. You gotta tell the whole story now. <laughs> yeah, we do. For we can't. Yeah, yeah. We give away stories here. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on, man. That's just a little So, <laughs> okay. So the, uh, oh, oh, what's that? Are we getting a call? All right. Yeah. This guy has been calling me all day. Oh, I'm going to answer it. All right. Well, this story's got away then. <laughs> hello? Hey, hello. Am I, did I get through? Uh, yeah. Who's this? Oh, hey, this is, uh, Jake the Rake from, uh, Berthed, Colorado. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. Was that where you're you're trying to get a hold of us? A podcast? Yeah, I was looking for um, the tree thinkers. Oh yeah, you got oh, it. Hey, hey oh, Jake, how's it going? Oh, good, good. I can't. Hey, everybody in Leafland. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm live on the air, man. This is like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. What's shaking, here. Jake? Yeah. What's shaking? What's raking, bud? Oh man. Big, big fan of the pod. Big fan, man. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've learned so much about being an arborist on your show. I, I feel like I practically know you guys. <laughs> cool to well, hear. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, so, I've listened to, like, all your streaming videotapes on my Walkman. Like, <laughs> they, they play on a Walkman. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, like 10 times each for all of them, at least. I'm going on 11 next week. I'll start Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are you calling in for? You got questions? Well, or? I just, I've just been trying to get a hold of you guys for a long time, and no one seems to want to pick up my calls. Um, you know, mostly talk about raking. Um, I do a lot of raking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what I like to do, it's already a pretty, you know, me- meditative practice for me. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I listen to my Walkman and put on tree thinking whilst I'm raking, and it's it's like a whole nother level, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you really zone out on the raking with the tree thinking. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, talk about being one with nature. <laughs> yeah, I was, the other day, I was collecting uh, the foliar fantastic of my favorite tree, the uh, giant leaf maple, I think you guys call it oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> the big leaf maple. Acer oh, macro bigum. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one. It looks like a big goose foot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly those what it looks like. The, those are the best leaves to rake, I swear. Oh, my God. They wow. seem like, okay, why is it the best leaf? It seems like they're big leaves, so it might be more of a pain than, say, like a white oak leaf. Oh, each stroke you get a full leaf on there. You don't have to pick the tines out. It's just amazing, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you know yeah. your way around a rake. Yeah, man. What what's the what are the raking techniques, man? What what do you got what kind of advice do you got for someone that's just getting into the raking game? Oh well choose your weapon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different kinds out there. Obviously if we're in the arborist realm, we're not really looking at a hard rake or a big golf course rake. We want <laughs> a, a, leaf, a leaf rake. You know, with the tines, uh soft get get a spring on there but you don't want too soft yeah uh-huh. um, you ever use like those you, big plastic gloves i was just gonna say how, how <laughs> oh, yeah. well you know i listened to all your product reviews and that was 
something I thought uh, the other day, the leaf scoop. Um, my, I'm heir to the family of the RPM handrake. Um, <laughs> so I can kind of just pick and choose my jobs. I'm actually a contract, contract uh, leaf technician right now. <laughs> so I don't really, I could pick whatever I want. You know, I usually take the, the giant leaf job. Oh, man. Um, but, but So we invented the leaf scoops, actually. My dad did. My pappy, before him, <laughs> came up with it in Berthoud, Colorado. We you know we're on the front range, so it's a lot of uh, pine needles and stuff. Okay. Um, so you put those on your hands, and they used to scare me when I was little. Because uh, <laughs> I with these big claw hands, and but then I, after a while, you know, you get used to it, and then you start seeing how functional they really are for picking yeah. up pine needles. Yeah. Um, and you can really get into your work too. So, um, Jake, but you've, yeah, you've been raking since you were a young lad, then, eh? Yeah, you're not kidding. It's pretty much all I know and all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, but I mean, if you want to talk rakes a little more, I, I got, um, we could wrap up the, the specialty rake and what you're looking for in a leaf rake. Yeah. If you guys want to hear my, my two cents. Do yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, th- I think preferred. it's worth, I think it's worth more than two cents coming from you, Jake. <laughs> more like 10 oh, cents. Yeah. That means a lot. That means a lot, uh, Corey. And I think, uh, what we're looking at is accuracy, you know? Okay. Um, so, so we get a big lathe that's kind of an easy, like uh, a big softball. You know, you just kind of swing and home run out of the park. But sometimes there's some smaller leaves. And what you want, I'm a Corona guy myself. I used to be a, a True Temper, you know, <laughs> brand leaf rake. Um, uh-huh. But they're a little too soft for me. With the Corona, it's nice and stiff. Um, and usually the handle breaks before they start to soften up. So um, then you just get to go get a new one and that's nothing like that new rake feel (laughs) it is hard to beat and and i'm with you i like the nice firm rake because you can get a little bit of a bigger branch in there when you're just trying to move material across the lawn you can that firm rake can grab a branch and just kind of flick it yeah some people will they prefer the plastic rakes I don't like that. I yeah, feel like no. the teeth break too easily on those. Yeah, no, you you don't have the good action. You want the right action in a rake, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I tell people who want like those plastic ones that they can go get a hard rake, put it on the ground, tie side up, and step on it. <laughs> <laughs> go step on a hard rake. Go step on a hard rake. <laughs> Spoken like a true contract raker. <laughs> So, so hey, anyway, hey Jake, do you prefer a tarp or a bucket or what's your what's your scooping method, man? Like, where do you, where do you do with uh, all that good leafage? I usually, I usually just organize them somewhere. You know, I like <laughs> to make a little rake around the tree. Um, you know, the tree's just trying to feed itself, right? We don't want to steal all its babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know. But just trying to eat its own babies is all. You're right. But the important thing is the feel of the handle. You know, you want a nice, good wood handle. Um, and, and, you know, the Coronas are a little stiffer. So if you do happen to get some, like a piece of duker in there, uh-huh. um, you could control it more. I found with the true temper, it's a little softer and there's a lot of kinetic energy that could build up there when it finally catches. I had one go up my, one go up my nose, like a couple <laughs> months ago and I couldn't smell, smell nothing but like pug poop for like the next week. <laughs> Did you guys ever get any any duker on you before from raking? <laughs> Pretty comp, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's definitely a uh, a risk there. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, set my really gear down in it, and it, you can oh. really fling a turd with a rake. <laughs> well, and 
depends on the turd. If it's a soft turd yeah. and, and your rake is too hard, it might just spread that turd out. Yeah, that's true. Oh, cool. See, I didn't I didn't think you arborists and the climbers did much raking. I thought I was kind of like coming out of left field here, but that's cool to see you guys are really down to earth, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all nice. we all started there, but eventually we moved on. You know, the the <laughs> best climbers are the are the best ground guys. Yeah. Yeah, you true. you really evolve your game when you we ch- take the rake up into the tree with you and start raking up in the tree. That's yeah. preemptive that's, raking. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, dude, boy. Oh my god. <laughs> I might have to start climbing soon. Dude, you wouldn't even have to wait till fall. Oh my god. <laughs> I I heard that uh that people should rake the forest floor. <laughs> oh, oh, that is that Big Rob. Oh man! <laughs> oh man, that is. Oh yeah, my old buddy Jake. Yeah, he, he's he's in control of every time. Oh, you know Jake? <laughs> oh yeah. Right oh, yeah. We go way back. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Rob oh, were born man. in Colorado. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it gets pretty windy here in the front range, uh, and I I mostly am just I have a tumbleweed farm now that I'm kind of <laughs> working out and I. I say we don't have to work anymore because we got that RPM hand scoop money. So I kind of just work for myself, you know, like I'm a contract raker, but um, I really just work for myself. Cool. You know, so I, I got a couple clients, uh, you know, mainly uh, friends of leaves in Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah, friends they of have, leaves. Yeah. So I come out and I move some stuff around for them sometime, but. Um, you know, there's not really any money involved. It's just for the love. So we try to, you know, they, they really like the rings around the trees. Um, yeah, if we can get them to stick, it's just, you know, it's tough sometimes. There's still snow on the ground here. So I've been, uh, chaining up, uh, the post office trucks and putting snow, snow chains on them. I got a little side gig going, um, when, when there's not really good raking right now, you know, the, the tumbleweeds aren't really tumbling around so i just it's some downtime for me and you know i've just been listening to the show like on repeat so i mean great job you guys. hey jake one more thing have you ever uh entered the ground guy competitions no i've heard rumors of this i have i don't have the internet where i am so i don't know how to look up where one is i i think i might want to watch one first because yeah. i'm generally like a I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a nervous person, so I have to know the people that I'm working with. That's why I like friends of leave so much. Okay, um, yeah. they're like, they're I was so nice. I was know, just and, curious. I'd imagine you have a crazy hundred yard rake time, like moving, oh, yeah. moving the pile a yeah, hundred yards. Yeah, I'd, I'd just love to see you compete, man. Just hearing well, the passion. The I open range. You just can't stop me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I could. I could give you guys a, one piece of advice of, for, you know, I've worked a couple jobs before with the tree companies. So I really feel like uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, you, you rake towards the chipper. You always keep that in your mind. Get lost. It's easy to get lost and leave. Uh-huh. Um, one time I was, I was raking like crazy and I saw the foreman just waving his arms at me and he, and I finally like <laughs> took my Walkman off and I was like, what? Yes, sir. What would you like? And I was just young, you know. I, I was just trying to, to to get some feed for my chickens, you know. And uh, he was like, "Hey, you're you're raking into the 
the neighboring park. <laughs> hey, uh, slow down, dig. You're, you're off the job site. Uh, and then he said he didn't need my services anymore. So that's oh, kind of when I was like, maybe I'll just rake towards the chipper and maybe I won't get fired again. And I was like, you know, screw that guy. I'm just going to start my own thing. I got all this hand leaf rake money, you know, the, my leaf scoop. So <laughs> now I'm the... I'm the, I'm my own boss. It's great, man. You should. I, I recommend it. Right on. Nice, wow, dude. I'm, I'm so glad you called in, Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great catching up, Jake. Okay. Well, you guys keep up the good work. I'll be listening. You better believe it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> man. Thanks for calling. Well, yeah, we'll have to talk to you soon. And it's such a plethora of wisdom. Yeah, thanks for all those okay, raping oh, tips. Man. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, you guys. You really lighten up my life. <laughs> all right, later, Jake. Okay, peace. Oh man, wow. Jake. What what a uh what wow. a wise raker. Man. Legend. Yeah. Jake the rake. I, I I didn't think I was gonna get so schooled on rakes today. This yeah. is man, what a great podcast. Uh, this is the best day. <laughs> yeah, so you're supposed to rake toward the chipper. Yeah, yeah that's I'm just I'm happy thing. that we have one fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> he got it on his walk. Oh, <laughs> yeah, guys. By the way, I've been putting these on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently on eight tracks, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. That's that, one that thing. Inspiring. It makes me think of is. If you asked me when I was a kid if I would ever have a preference of rake, I'd be like, no, but yeah. I totally do. <laughs> I'll grab a certain one on the job site. Like, it's oh, yeah. got the right Every, stiffness, like man. you were yeah. talking about. I do the same <laughs> thing. I, I go for the Coronas, too. Yeah. Like, the, the metal. I don't. I got my rake in my truck. I got I beef <laughs> about, about plastic rakes. Yeah. I don't like plastic rakes. So no, anyone that's garbage. like, they're better, and tries to use them in front of me, I'm like, Psh. Well, the thing is, they got more surface area, so they yeah, they trick someone that still, doesn't know. Yeah, is yeah. what they do because oh, they yeah. look bigger. So it, it like in an untrained mind, you think I'm going to move a lot of material with this thing. Yeah, but if you get the right action and you get, I'm you know, pretty sure someone who is a climber designed a plastic rake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 someone who hasn't done groundwork in like at least five years. Well, like, well, yeah, you know, plastic, the plastic rake. Weighs less, so you can carry it up into the tree with you. So that's enough. I was, okay, I was contracted. <laughs> it was actually with Elwood and one of his ground guys. I had my rake out. We're cleaning up, and he grabbed it and he started raking. He's like, "Was this yours?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I thought it was way too nice to be ours." <laughs> 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 it's just like cheap coastal one, but it's yeah. like nice. It's rigid. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I got. <laughs> I got to rein us in because we're, we're going off yeah, on yeah. raking, oh, and this is stories. I think we should uh, call Dan and see if Dan can't rein us in All on right, the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, yeah, let's make another. <laughs> 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 I doubt Dan's gonna come. Jake's a legend. <laughs> yeah, truly. Hello. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Hi, going good. How are you? Ah, doing good. We need you to rein us in, though. We, this episode's all about storm work, and we had Jake from Colorado call us up and start schooling us on rakes, so which is, has nothing to do with storm work, so we needed to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, schooling you on what? On, on rakes. Like raking? Yeah, he's a contract oh. raker. <laughs> raker. <laughs> which which does have something to do with storm work. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you do a little bit of raking when they yeah, you really rake it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really raking up the mess. 
Yeah, the, when you're playing poker, the house gets the rake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake's going to love that. <laughs> yeah, how, how have you been, man? I've been good. Good. Last time you called me, I was driving up with a new-to-me truck, so oh, that's nice. nice. What, what kind of truck did you get? It's a GMC uh, 5500 chip truck. And uh, it's from a friend of mine because uh, in California they have the emissions laws. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so his truck's a little too old to count the emissions. And so this year his truck will be illegal. Wow. So he had to get rid of it. So wow. I picked it up for him. Yeah. yeah. Rob, that's how you just got your new truck also. Yeah, huh? yeah we actually just got a new truck from uh, San Diego. It's the same story. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's the place for for trucks right now. Little pro tip: if you're in the Pacific Northwest, head down to California and get a truck. <laughs> pro tip: look at first. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, do you got any good storm stories? Storm stories? Well, I have been doing storms for quite a while. I did uh, Hurricane Niki back in like the early '90s. Oh. Kind of flattened Kauai. Oh, man, what's a storm like in Hawaii? Because those trees are totally different than what we're used to. Yeah, well, it's like a hurricane, you know, so it's not really high. Like here, it's kind of high wind after a rain and you got the big damage or you got or ice or something like that. But there it's hurricane. So it just comes through and you got to hope that you're not the island it picks. Yeah. Flattens the island. I mean, it's strange. You know, all the leaves are gone off the leaf, off the trees, and, and everything's down everywhere. And But some houses are fine. Some houses are destroyed. Some houses are fine. It's really weird. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, how long does a recovery from a storm like that take? Uh... Well, I, when I went to Kauai, we were there a couple months straight. Jeez. And, yeah, and they, they had no electricity, so we just uh, almost camping. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Power lines down everywhere. It's just crazy. Yeah. So were you a uh, – you didn't live in Kauai. I'm guessing you what, – what island no. did you live on? You lived on the big island, did you? Big Island, yeah, I'm a Big Island boy. Okay. Yeah, we we flew over. My I worked for my dad. My dad flew every everybody over, flew all equipment over, and uh, we just did uh, storm work. Not really clean up, just mostly fixing stuff, getting stuff safe. Well, that's interesting. I had a tree stand up on me. What? What was that? Oh, oh, that that's interesting. So you you guys actually traveled to the storm? Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. is that the only time that you've actually kind of relocated to an area to do storm work? Um, I went to um, New Orleans. Oh wow! After really? Hurricane Katrina. Katrina. Wow. wow! Wow! Really? Yeah. Oh, that must have been such a trip. Did you Did you have somebody there that that you wanted to work with, or did you just kind of head over there and? I got. Well, I got a call. I got a call from a friend who's like, "Hey, we're down. We're down here doing this stuff. You want to join us?" Wow, so, cool. Yeah, down there. 
It's an adventure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Was a lot of that that storm work, uh, well, because I know the better part of New Orleans got kind of drowned, for lack of better words. Unfortunately, so yeah. I'm just curious as to how you, you know, like my my imagination is running wild. <laughs> I'm thinking of like setting lines off of a raft, <laughs> but probably it wasn't that extreme. I would imagine, but what what was the what was the storm work like there after that event? Because that was pretty serious. In, in New Orleans, yeah, in, um, yeah, it was. It you know actually. Um, I went there like a year later, so I was like the next summer. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't I wasn't taking stuff off of houses so much mm-hmm. as um, you know, like the second wave, right? Not the super emergency stuff, but like the second wave of gotcha. getting broken stuff down and stuff like that. In Kauai, was more just first you know, first response on the stuff. That's the hairiest, I think, is the first response stuff. Yeah. You don't know what to get into, and, uh, and, uh, yeah. And often in those situations, you're the first person that has even approached that tree in that situation, and you got to think at a million miles a minute what, like, what the plan of, you know, action might be, and... It's kind of fun with uh, like a like a big like you guys say you got a good crew you know you guys are just a a good crew you got good equipment and you just roll in it's just you know like we have assumed control you know we need this area yeah (laughs) that car needs to be moved you can't find the owner you know we're gonna move with the crane. got to do what you got to do. Right? You said you had a tree stand up on you? Oh, yeah. I was trimming a tree once, falling over, you know, and um, not all the way over, though, Mm -hmm. and popped the top off, and the whole thing stood up while I was on it. Wow. Jeez. About how tall of a tree was it? I think I was only about 20 feet up when Mm -hmm. I when I pop the top off so it's probably about 40 feet a tree and i think i took a couple pieces i took the top off and i took a couple pieces and i felt it kind of moving kind of loose and i was thinking this thing might stand up you went for a bit of a ride there <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit of a ride yeah. Yeah. nobody caught on film though you know <laughs> they never get the good ones you know, know. Right? <laughs> i don't know if you guys have seen there's like a video of someone taking the top out of a palm tree that apparently is quite heavy that so spring it, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then oh. and then as soon as he makes the back cut he's just like whoo goes for this yeah <laughs> Everyone's everyone I know sent it to me like seven times. I'm sure you all have the same. Yeah, thing. me too. Yeah, exactly. Imagining that when you when you tell this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. I've you know, I've I've had that happen also where a tree stands up and it's usually I it hasn't it's been a long time since I've been in that situation. 
And I was thinking why, and I think it's because it happens on, like, firs and those big conifers when they blow over. Mm. And we haven't had big wind events recently. Not not like, you know, that are blowing tons of trees over. All our storms recently seem like they've been ice storms or snowstorms. Have you been getting those up in Seattle? We we don't get the ice storms like you guys do. Yeah. You guys really get those ice storms. Well, somebody's knock on wood, right? We haven't. Yeah, we had it forever, and then we got a couple in a row. It seemed it was kind of crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At least in what in uh, sixteen and nineteen. Sixteen yeah. and nineteen. Yeah. yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I'm good for a while. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stormwork's such an interesting mix because part of me. I'm just having so much fun. You know, you get that kind of you and your buddies against the world, just all out full adrenaline work. And the other side of it is it's just sad. It's just big, beautiful trees getting ripped yeah. apart. And it's not the kind of work you want to be doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It can be kind of sketchy. Yeah. yeah. I used to like it more. Yeah. The adventure of it as younger. Now, now I don't care for it. Like when a storm's coming in, I'm like, Oh no, please. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting because it, yeah, it is somewhat exhilarating because you know that you're going to be forced to to like do the thing, and people are going to like the general public in a municipal context or even in any urban context, residential or otherwise, they're forced to recognize that the work that we do is valuable in a lot of ways. And, and uh-huh. they're just so much more appreciative of our skill sets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, you're going in and you're you're ameliorating a problem that you <laughs> yeah. ultimately wish had not, you know, you're like, oh, well, that was a... That was a nice tree. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. In, yeah. in like the thick, you know, the first couple of days of storm work, it's amazing when, you, when there's been a devastating storm, people look at you like a hero. I've I've had people buy my groceries in the grocery line before just because I'm like tired oh, wow. after a ten hour That's day, awesome. you know. And it's not like it wasn't like a hundreds of dollars of stuff, yeah, you know. But I was just buying, you know, like twenty dollars worth of dinner at the end of the day sure, when I was yeah. much younger, and I was just yeah. just super dirty. And this, you know, sweet lady was like, "Hey, I'll cover it. You've been working hard taking yeah. care of the trees," and it was yeah. like, "Thank you so much. That's really, you know." And I was pretty young, like that. You know, a free meal was a big deal then, you know. Mm-hmm. So that meant a lot to me, but. It, it really is kind of interesting that that is the time people, you know, value tree work at a whole different yeah. level, you know. But it also, ah. in the same, you know, context is part of the reason why people are sketched out by trees or afraid of them. Yeah. Because yeah. things like this happen. Yeah. They so get so it's kind of a double-edged sword. Big time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What what kind of advice do you have for anybody that's getting, you know, if, you, if you're a new guy, I always look at uh, that storm work when I was younger, especially as it was like graduation time. I always felt like I leveled up my game big time when a storm hit because I was doing all this stuff that, you know, maybe you would do it every blue moon, you get to do it. And then a storm hits and you're doing it every single day for a month or two. What kind of advice yeah. do you got for someone that's kind of getting into storm work and just, you know, about to about to experience that? Oh, shoot. I mean, you've got, got to be careful. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, 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 that's that is great advice. 
<laughs> First off, make sure there's no electric wires yeah. anywhere. You know, yeah. don't assume freaking I don't. I hate electricity around that stuff. And and then you got all your tension on those branches. It's just like holy smokes. You know, they're like spring poles. Yeah, cutting them sometimes. And mm-hmm. yeah, expect the unexpected. That's a good one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Be careful. Yeah, don't yeah. rush in. Slow is steady, and steady is fast. That's what I have been telling. on On the internet, I was somebody was asking about that in one of those tree tip groups. And you know, what piece of advice do you have someone just getting into storm work? And that's what I said: slow is steady, and steady is fast. Man, take your time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Don't skip corners. You know, don't rush in. Just you know, make sure you know. You're covering all your bases and going plodding along, like uh, thinking things out. Make sure you're not cutting something that's going to fall on somebody else. You know, that kind of junk. Well, if you're above your head, then then uh, you know that's okay. Don't don't feel afraid to ask for help or to ask for sure. you know some other eyes to get on it and and other people to look at the project maybe or uh, different perspectives. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can think of some cool stuff. I and mean, that's the one fun thing about tree work, right? Just kind of thinking something up, you know. Let's put a pulley up here and let's put a pulley over here and a BRCS there and, yeah. you know, build a little pyramid of 4 by 4 and 2 by 4s under this <laughs> log so that yeah. when I cut it free from the house, it doesn't fall into the window and yeah solve the puzzle it does yeah yeah, lend itself to some creative thinking so well and that's one of the things that's awesome about our job is no job is the same and that is just extreme when it comes to a storm Mm -hmm. you know no job is really not going to be the same in that situation yeah one time in Kauai, i was thinking of trees falling over i did a big banyan that fell over on the golf course and had a huge you know it was a big tree had a huge root plate went up oh, in the yeah. air and they wanted to save it so but you know it's a huge tree so we had to like storm prune it while it's on its side but kind of try to make it look round you know but you know kind of anticipating where the top's gonna be <laughs> and, and round the whole thing and then they stood it up and and it looked pretty round. I was like, wow, that actually well, that's cool. Maybe that's really cool. <laughs> Maybe that should be a new technique. Maybe we should put trees on their side to pull them stru- over first. Yeah, <laughs> pull them over first, structural prune them, and then put them back up. Yeah, you know? No yeah. more climbing. Yeah, no, no yeah. more climbing. Just do it from <laughs> the ground. It'd be cool to revisit that tree. That's what I was going to ask <laughs> yeah. if you've gone back and seen it. Have you seen it in recent years? I, I haven't. Oh, no, yeah. I haven't. I saw it when they stood it up and it uh, looked good, but I, ha- I haven't gone back to see I it. I wonder if you could even just check Google Maps or something, get like the street view yeah. of Google Maps and see yeah. what it looks like. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I know what golf course it is, but I don't know if I could pick it out or not. Ah. Yeah. yeah. It's the one that has one side flat. You got a funny mounding at the base. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right on. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on, Dan. Is there anything else you want to add about storm work? I don't know. I guess, you know, that's where the, that's not what they say. uh, That's where the tree knows how strong it is, right? When the storm comes. Yeah. 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 
All right. Right on. Thanks, Dan. Cool. Right on. Well, thanks for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks Always so good chatting. Bye. Right. Good talking to you, Dan. Bye. Bye-bye. Standing a tree back up. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. that's, that's that is cool. great. He always has the that's craziest stories, yeah. man. Never, never heard yeah. of that before. I know, <laughs> just like the the words Hawaiian storm work. Yeah. Like, like a hurricane band storm band. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> storm work. Cool. Where you where you fly all your equipment and your crew over to a different island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wow. electricity. Just totally different you know, world. Oh, my god! Dealing with all those damn monocots falling <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> not even trees. They're not even... Whatever. The artichokes <laughs> from hell. <laughs> so, uh, does anybody have any good storm stories they want to share? I've got a pretty good one. All right, let's um, have it. We got a call. It actually wasn't even that stormy of a day. It was... Um, a little breezy, you know, maybe 20, 30 mile an hour winds. And we get a call in the office of this woman that's just like hysterical. And um, I'm there. I got the time. Cruise over to her house. And I couldn't believe it. When I turned the corner, she's she had like a dozen ash trees that were probably 30 to 35 inches in diameter, mature ash trees. And... Um, they were all totally destroyed. It was like a hurricane just came and dropped down on this one house. Oh, oh. yeah, microcell. Yeah. It just, like, destroyed all the trees on this one house. And the rest of them were, you know, there was leaves in the road, and it was kind of semi-stormy, but not like this. And um, and I, got, I get there, and she's just, like, totally terrified. I go in the backyard, and you just can't even see anything. It's like... 20 feet of foliage like is like higher than the roof line of branches and and the backyard's completely covered in limbs and she was saying that she was in the backyard when it happened in her greenhouse in this in this greenhouse that actually didn't break somehow it was like covered in limbs and and trees but the greenhouse was still intact and she was in the greenhouse for the storm when the whole backyard got like destroyed and just covered in mountains of limbs everywhere and uh and she she was just like shaking she was with her dog she said she just curled up with her dog and was like hysterically crying like curled up in a ball while all these branches were just falling down and trees were and she's in a greenhouse and she was in the greenhouse you would feel like you're gonna (laughs) die of all the places to be in a greenhouse is my absolute oh it was it was crazy you know and uh (laughs) why am i so scared right now (laughs) it's because i'm in a glass box (laughs) (laughs) in a storm where branches are falling oh my gosh it it was really incredible and um i'm just so happy that she was okay yeah because it it was one of those like kind of as close as it gets without yeah. uh, actually getting hurt. Wow, that's so weird. Uh, you called I, it a microcell? Yeah, uh, so I'm assuming it was a thunderstorm that was rolling through? It was. Yeah, it was breezy, probably thundery. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, it was it was a microcell for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, Yeah, that reminds me of uh, one that we had. This was before I even got into tree work when I was still a wildland firefighter. Mm. Uh, we were up in uh, Leavenworth, which is central Washington kind of area. And uh, we were up in the, the hills there, and there, uh, it's a bunch of firs, and it's really rocky soil. There's not really much soil there. They're kind of basically just grown out of the rocks. So there's not really much for these trees to root in. And we're fighting, I don't remember the name of the fire, but it was a Leavenworth fire in like 2015 or something like that. 
and we're fighting this fire. We're along one of these uh, old logging roads, and the weather starts changing, right? And we feel the, like, thunder rolling in. It, it It's, like, you know, middle of summer, hot as hell, and then all of a sudden it gets cold, and it's like, oh, there's there's something going on here. And then the wind starts picking up, and we're like, okay, we, we got to get out of here. So we start rolling out this logging, logging road, and I kid you not, every, like, quarter mile, a bunch of trees just blow down in front of the road. And so we just literally have to cut our, cut our way out of this, this logging road. Wow. Like instantaneous. Like the second we, we realized something was going on and the second we started turning around, it was like right on top of us and it was just all hell up broken loose and everything just went. It's just super isolated. Super isolated. Yeah. Just in that one little, probably like a three mile radius or so that it just like, it just rolled through and just created all this devastation and was gone. It was nuts. Sounds like a nightmare I had once. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. It was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. one of those, like, driving away and all the trees behind you are falling. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 Did anyone else have those kind of yeah. You're on your way to work. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, I guess my only, like... <laughs> my only fond memories of storm response are <laughs> my very first <laughs> first day on the job. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's yeah. like my third day on the job, but basically it was the same because, like, yeah, I was so clueless, and <laughs> I just and we were doing that for for two months, and we still, I don't think, got to every single work order. And oh it, no! It wa- no, they're still out there. For yeah, sure. <laughs> we we did good, but we, we done good, but you know, <laughs> I'm just like, man, oh wow, <laughs> like this is, and and I was really, I'm thankful I had you know people that were really patient with me, knowing literally nothing about anything, and uh, yeah, so I, but it's funny because that was what I thought. That's what I thought tree work was like. (laughs) (laughs) What did I get into? This is a battle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like two months deep and like I wake up every morning. I'm like, woo. (laughs) 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 And then two two years later, you're putting some ornamental. Yeah, I'm like like, grooming this Japanese maple. (laughs) How far I've come. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's no like. Moldy pizzas and a boom truck for me to mooch off. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting. It's a, I'm glad that I got that exposure so that like when it did happen in the future in my entire time in the profession, I wasn't like, oh no, this is terrifying. I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's time to do the things again. <laughs> and now I actually know what I'm doing, so this is great. Yeah, but but with all that being said, I uh, there's. There, are, there have been situations where if I was, like, the climber or the person in charge of coming up with a plan <laughs> to get a fallen tree off of somebody's roof, I, it would probably be a little bit more stressful. And it, if it was my 16th hour, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and I was running off of uh, half a box of pizza and a couple <laughs> of energy drinks, I'd probably, it, it, it would have a different different effect. So yeah. I feel charmed personally. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. That's, I, you know, and it, it's very much appreciated. Like I was saying earlier, it really helps people recognize the importance of our work and it makes them think about like r- what Rob was saying earlier. It makes them think about like, well, what can I do to mitigate this in the future? Like what trees need to be looked at that I'm not cognizant of at this time so that, you know, this time next year or two years from now, I'm not, I'm not calling for an emergency 
yeah. or God forbid, like something catastrophic occurs. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Pretty right cool. On. Pretty cool. I had a close call recently. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was up contracting up north and pulling a tree out of a tree, right? So the tree had uprooted and was laying. It was uh, white oaks. So a white oak laying in a white oak. <clears throat> and we were getting the tree off of there. And the homeowner had somebody, like, cut as much as they can off. So instead of the tree, which could have been advantageous for us, the tree leaning on it, you know, yeah. it was actually hanging in it. Now. Oh, that's right. Uh, so they cut from the root flare up to uh, however far they could reach. Such a big mistake. Yeah. I I. I don't mean to interrupt your story, but yeah, go ahead. I, I hate that. It's like homeowners think they're helping and they like try to help you with this removal by taking off as much brush. Or they try to help you with, yeah. just, I'm a professional. Let me do my yeah, thing. I did a cherry once where they were like, we got what we could. And it was like the single leader that was good to tie into. And exactly. then there was the rest of it over their garden that you had to do. You're not, with. Yeah. you're not helping. You're not yeah. helping. Yeah. yeah. But it happens. They think they're helping. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any better. Yeah. But so anyway, I, get this all secured i had you know it wasn't the biggest tree lane in this thing and part of it was on the ground but the part that was sketchy i had secured with two fat ropes you know tensioned up locked off went and brushed out the tips released it from the tree it was in so it's kind of just sitting on those ropes and then i start like taking pieces off of the stem and one of them got a little hung up so i had to run out that tree and kind of help free free that piece up. So I had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a rope angle, nothing crazy. And I went to step down. What I should have done was lanyard into this tree, but I went to step down to the crotch, and then I was going to lanyard in. <clears throat> and it was ivy covered, and I kind of missed my step and or slipped on the ivy or a combination of both. So I took a little swing, and now I'm underneath the stuff that I had secured, which... I knew it was secure, but that's just, it's a bad spot to be, Yeah, Yeah. you know? So there's, like I said, what I could have done is as soon as I got to that spot, lanyard in. Yeah. Then make that step. Yep. You know, it was just a, you know, I was like, oh, that's an easy step, but it's better to take those extra steps in this kind of work because I put myself in a, a, a bad situation. A valuable lesson to learn, though. Yeah. 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 And it's a good thing you didn't learn it the hard way. No, I yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Not it, lucky. It's scary. I've seen, you know, the tree fail videos where when it when a tree goes, the climber goes under the tree. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every time, yeah. just the way gravity works, as you go, you you lose your footing and you rotate under the tree as the tree's going down. It is it is just horrifying to see when you know that kind of the feeling of being in a tree and you see how helpless they are oh god that's horrible yeah yeah the rest of it went smooth i ascended back up took a took a breather and then i got back to it yeah yeah take the extra steps (laughs) yeah yeah steps I had thought before that I should have brought the captain hook and that I could have been tied into that <laughs> other stem and just had, like, just Captain. ultimate control. We can't, we can't go a <laughs> yeah. single episode. Yeah. No, we, we went We've the last. we missed a few. We, yeah, we went the last episode without mentioning the captain hook. But really? Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I was Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't here to help us out. Proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen how upset Corey was right after we stopped recording. He's like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still not over it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. Um, I've been trying to f- think of what story I was going to tell. 
And was your butternut story? A, yeah, a I was storm? going between. Yeah, it was. Well, it was kind of the cleanup of a storm. And I was going between the butternut story and the pine story. I feel like there's a couple of good ones. I feel like if people want to hear the pine story, they need to give us a five star review. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> just, just the, I, hey, I'm just the pine story just, will come Corey's one so way or the other. The yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, you'll have your name read. Speaking of which, before we get into the butternut story or whatever story you're going to tell, why don't we read a five star review? <gasps> oh, all right. Uh, yeah, we got another five star review. Yeah. So here, let me. Let me pull it up on the phone. <laughs> all right. Was that the review? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's from all right. All five right. stars. This is all right. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> is all right. It's all right. Yeah. No, five-star review. Uh, it's entitled Thank You, and it's uh, from Simply Thanks. Cool. <laughs> so, Anonymous, whoever you are, thank you so much for listening and for uh, giving the review. Uh, he put, uh, thanks for putting together a great podcast. During COVID, it's hard to get out and meet new people in the industry uh, as plant walks and public open trainings are, aren't occurring. This podcast has filled the void nicely and keeps me learning new things and staying stoked to look... Uh, oh, one sec. Lost my spot there. Uh, learn new things and stay stoked to look at running a tree company, climbing, hiring, consulting, etc. with fresh eyes. What a treat during my consulting runs. Not only informative, but humorous as well. Really appreciate it, gents and lass. Nice. So I'm guessing ah. it's uh, from one of the people listening across the pond. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for checking it out and uh, doing a review. Simply yeah. thanks. Simply thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Simply thanks. Thank <laughs> appreciate simply. it. Yeah. So cool. is that the pine? No, we got the pine story now, or do we get the? Well, that uh, was uh, a five star. Yeah. Th- okay, so we want another one. Yeah, we want another one. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jamie, we're trying yeah. to build a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I just want it to be all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I think I can go butternut. That yeah, that's one of my we'll favorite stories we'll to tell. The pi- yeah, because we gave him a teaser. So like the the just, just yeah, just a taste, just a taste. The pine story is part of a bigger story of the holiday farm fire. <laughs> right. And we want to do an episode about forest fires and the holiday farm fire and all that. So we might just have to save that for that. We'll shelf episode. It. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly we want more for our story. I want to talk more about rakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to have Jake back on for sure. We're gonna, hopefully we got his number because we need to get that guy. Yeah, I'll save it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Save it. The butternut story was, from the 2001 windstorm, which was a big windstorm. I think it got the winds got up to like 70, mid-70s Oof. in Eugene. So that was, and it had been a while since we had a big windstorm, I think. So, mm-hmm. and the other thing about it is there was a ton of rain. So there was a lot of furs that blew over. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not from the Eugene area, like the highest wind we usually get here is like 20 or 30 mile an hour. That's kind of pretty typical if you get 40 or 50 you're probably going to have some damage in trees you know about about 40 50 is when i start thinking okay this might turn into an event so 70 is a, a serious event um and it was actually a couple it was like a month after the windstorm actually hit which is which is really crazy uh you know it's probably a couple weeks because uh, earlier in that day, I had just been going around bucking up firewood because we had just been going hard for a couple weeks, just getting stuff on the ground and getting to the next job. 
And so then, you know, it was a couple weeks later and we had crews working on some stuff, but I was just out bucking up firewood and loading up trucks and kind of keeping that back end of things moving. And I got a call saying, hey, uh, you know, there's this big tree over on East 11th. It's, uh, they're saying it's cracking. You know, there's police on site. We need, you know, we need someone to go check it out. We couldn't get a hold of the crew. So I headed down there and I got there about, I think I got there at about 10, 30, 11. And there is a, a visible crack in the middle of this tree. And it was a giant butternut tree. I mean, it, uh, it was probably about 85, 90 feet tall. Would you say? Yeah, it was very mature. Yeah, it and it it's a historic tree in town. It was on the historic list, and it was uh, over multiple properties. It was over uh, three properties, and then over the street, and the property on the other side of the street as well. Oh. Um, and it was splitting in the main crotch. And so, how big was our biggest saw back then? Probably forty-two inches. Yeah, it's forty-two inch bar, and so. Uh, the trunk went up about 15 feet and then split into two trunks. And each one of those trunks were bigger than the 42 inch bar Whoa. at like, you know, 15 feet up. And honestly, it was probably 15, 20 feet up those before, it, you know, where it was still 42 inches. So it was just this massive tree. And at that crotch, it was splitting out. Someone had wrapped a chain around it and the, the chain was uh, starting to get tight. And over one side was this dental office that they had evacuated. And over the other side was this a rental house with a bunch of people that had been evacuated. And I was like, all right, well, it, you know, it's, uh, it's 11 o'clock. I was like, I need to get a crew here and I need to get some food in me before we do this, you know? And so, uh, I went and got some food, ate real quick, got the guys there. And, you know, as the, the guys show up, I'm finishing just shoving some food in my face real quick. And I go over there, and the the <laughs> the gap had opened up about, you know, so that chain was, like, digging into the trunk, and it was about a half inch wide in that crack. And so I was like, all right, I got to get up in this thing right now and get it down. <laughs> Wait, this is important. What would you eat? Uh, Wendy's. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Wendy's. Yeah. Oh, wow. Spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. You know, probably, probably Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew to drink back nice. then. Yeah. Wendy's, the food of tree care workers everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Back in 2001, that was the, I'm guessing it was because that was my favorite uh, yeah, lunchtime yeah. experience back then. Anyways, so I get up the tree and uh, I had a bull rope. And I just start tying this the two trunks together with this bull rope. And I just use up all, like, you know, 200 feet of this bull rope, just going around and around and around as I'm moving up and then just tying it all together and cinching it as tight as... And right about then, Carl showed up. Uh, Carl, who's now running Limwalker up in Corvallis. And he was like, you need, you're going to need some help up there? And, I mean, it was extremely obvious that I needed help up there, you know? <laughs> And right as they were showing up, the crane was pulling up, and we ended up closing down uh, East 11th Street, which is a, like a main uh, roadway in town. Uh, now that I work for the city, I understand, like, to close that street down, is there's got to be a disaster. They they wouldn't want to do that, in, you know. Um, but they had cops out. They closed the street down. I get that thing tied together. And this is back in the day, climbing with the Blake's Hitch and, you know, well, no, we probably had, uh, 
we probably I was probably using a French press at that point. It was right right at that right time at that transition point, yeah, because yeah, it was two thousand one. Yeah. Um, and so I run up to the main crotch. Carl goes up to that main crotch. They start sent or goes up the other, or I go up the one trunk. He goes up the one trunk. And we just start sending picks, and it was just you know send as big of a pick as the crane would take, and then as I would you know as he was uh, you know as that pick was going down, he'd go over to Carl on the other side of the tree, take a pick while I would move to the next spot, and we were just doing that, and we did that till about ten thirty at night. As soon as it got dark, we got just got lights, the big generator lights, and just had lights shining on the tree. And so we just did that with the lights on, and you were on the ground for oh, that, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, for sure. That yeah. that was my first news interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I remember watching that on the news later. Yeah, my mom, her, our mom was like freaking out. She's like, "Oh no, Rob's on the news." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What's gonna happen?" Yeah. <laughs> You're eating Wendy's on. Yeah. 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 Well, these chicken sandwiches are great, and it goes back. <laughs> to like the we were graduating as tree people then. Oh yeah, you know because this is the first time I had done a big thing. Like Doug was the the head climber for us back then. You know I was just learning to climb. You were probably just climbing for a year or two at that point. Oh yeah, two. Th- I mean, yeah, I was just starting. I was probably eighteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. and so you know it was like Rob Rob's talking to the news. <laughs> I'm up in the tree. Mom is having a panic attack. <laughs> But I remember, uh, and the thing is, we had been going hard for a couple weeks, so it was the first day Doug had taken off work. He had worked like a couple weeks straight and just happened to take the day off that day. So we were just kind of, all right. He was like your lead climber. He was the lead climber, yeah, so it was kind of next man up. Um, And I was just the guy that happened to show up at the job, and I looked at his opportunity to get my climbing gear on before they could stop me. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh so we did that until about 10.30 at night, and there was still tons of tree left, and Carl had to go home. So uh, Carl came down, uh, got some food, and then Than went up, that the side Carl was working oh, really? on. really? Wow. And then I came down, and I <laughs> ate, and then I went back up. <laughs> and, I, and we just kept working that tree, you know, and t- I think I left that job at like 2 in the morning. Wow. Yeah, I got down at 1.30, and it, I was so tired. That because we were in these two massive trunks at one point where we were taking these giant, I mean, there were these massive chunks of wood that we were craning out one and then the other. And I would tie myself to the tree while he was craning his side out, and I just kind of nod off. (laughs) And I just kind (laughs) of fall asleep, even with all the generators and the chippers and everything running. I was just so tired. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of my big crane uh, or big uh, stormwork story. And yeah, we. That, yeah, that was such a crazy job. I remember watching the news after I went home. And because uh, my roommate recorded it, he actually came down to the job because he saw us on the news <laughs> to check it out. But he recorded it. And there was, uh, I can't remember who it is. I think I know who it is, actually, but I'm not going to, I'm not, no one. Uh, anyways, he, uh, local tree guy was on the news and he was all, yeah, I would never do that, man. That is way too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember thinking after that, like, all right, I've just upped my game a little bit. I've just leveled up. And it, mm-hmm. it, it and that's kind of, ever since then, I've looked at uh, storm events as a way to, like, okay, this is an opportunity to level up. I'm going to be able to try something that otherwise I probably wouldn't be exposed to. 
Yeah. And if I take my time and I do it right, then I'm, you know, then I, I'm going to prove to myself I can do something that maybe before I didn't 100% know I could do. Yeah. You know, but. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, the old butternut story. <laughs> well, we, we've got a whole uh, uh, framed, like, kind of multiple pictures and, like, news articles and stuff. And cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> little oh. shrine to the butternut exactly yeah my my girlfriend at the time was a photographer so she came out and took a bunch of pictures of the yeah. project it's <laughs> so much media on you that <laughs> oh, well no and wonder in, you remember it so well in 2001 it was you know you there wasn't oh, like yeah. no one had cell phones well people had cell phones but it, they weren't smartphones like motorola razors it, not even razors not even, it was like yeah, nokia like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the brick phone and there what there is oh, a yeah. video of it Somewhere, Carl, Carl, uh, someone gave Carl a video camera because, you know, a bunch of the whole time people were out watching it because it's such a big thing. And uh, I remember looking at Carl and being like, you know, all those people down there, they're waiting to watch one of us fall. You know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, somebody had their old camcorder and recorded it. So somewhere there's a, a video of it. But we were getting ready to do a chipper. We're getting ready to do a chipper and chainsaw presentation for the city. And we were going through old uh, presentations from, like, back in the early 2000s to see if we couldn't pull pictures or anything to add to ours. And there was a picture of me up in the tree, in that butternut tree, removing oh, wow. it. And, yeah, the, a city guy, I mean, the city people came out to check out what was going on. I mean, we shut down 11th. But they took a picture at one point and then put it in one of their presentations yep, back nice. in the day. Can you That's send it awesome. to me? Uh yeah, I'll I'll have to grab it and Sweet. yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a picture of Andrew in short shorts and a cutoff t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> in my uh, Daisy Dukes. Yeah, got your Sasha shorts on. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they were they were uh, Kevlar Daisy <laughs> Dukes. Spicy chicken in two thousand one. I but yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I was oh, spicy yeah. chicken. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure Apparently. spicy chicken. They've had spicy chicken since like third grade. Oh. I thought we had Motorola then, so yeah. <laughs> that was basically not existed. Dude, that was my go-to Wendy's order. Too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. where it's at. Uh, <laughs> I, well. I never do fast, or I shouldn't say never, almost never do fast food anymore. And when I want to, it's driving by Wendy's like, oh, I wonder if those spicy chickens are as good as I remember. <laughs> are Wendy's still around? Oh, yeah. There's oh, So yeah. they got kicked out of Eugene for a while. The person that had the rights to him lost the well, rights to have Wendy's in Eugene. Well, and then it just came that's back. A yeah, another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's going to yeah. take another five-star review for yeah. us to talk yeah. about Wendy's. Wendy's gone rogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wow. back now. They got the franchise back for whatever. Or somebody else, some some new person came in. And started yeah, that they they might have not lost it. They might have just decided not to. I, I th- no, I think what it was. <laughs> oh, well, you don't even need a five-star review. It's yeah, coming. It's, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Uh, no, the, the person... Person, uh, <laughs> I think they just wanted to. The person who owned the franchise just wanted to quit. Like they were just done with the fast food life, so they just quit and they shut down that one and the one in Salem. Why oh, does Corey know this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a it's big not. Wendy's fan. <laughs> I am yeah. too. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is the best food on the planet, <laughs> and I will Corey's fight anyone who says otherwise. You no, know, you know, like those those walls where it's just like old pictures and and the yarn with the text. It's got a cut out of Dave from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> just all the connections. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, ri- and right in the center is a spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all pins lead to the spicy chicken <laughs> All right. 
I got it. We got to shut down the windows. (laughs) (laughs) It's making me hungry. I got to go. (laughs) All right. Well, then let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Where is that Wendy's? Yeah. (laughs) Might be on my (laughs) route home. All right. So uh, final thoughts. What what are final thoughts? Rob, what do you got? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say that... Trust your intuition in a storm. If you're if you're getting a weird feeling about something, then listen to it. Have uh, don't feel don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, have other people kind of get their eyes on things. Um, you know, if you're if you're burnt out and you're too tired, don't keep pushing it too hard. Um, you know, that's when people get hurt. So, um, I guess that's what I would say. Sweet. I would say obviously don't cut corners. And even more than that, like take take the extra steps, you know. I definitely learned that pretty recently. So take the extra steps, do everything to be as con- in control as possible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, take your time, even though it's a really hectic situation that you're in, and um, just know that it is appreciated what you're doing, and it goes a long way to making our whole profession look really legitimate. And if you play your cards right, it helps get people to appreciate trees and the benefits they provide. So, yeah, keep on crushing it, but be safe. Yeah, uh, so nice and slow. You know, slow is steady, steady is fast. Just uh, take your time. You know, it's a high-stress scenarios usually in, in storm work. You know, I'm you might be working long hours. Uh, make sure that you pay attention to that kind of self care. You know, make sure that you're you're at a hundred percent. Even if you're you know minimizing sleep or whatever, make sure you're eating good food. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what, Jamie? I was gonna say what kind of good food? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, Jamie, I think I think uh, a Wendy's <laughs> might be a good choice. <laughs> Uh, specifically the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's right now. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Corey. <laughs> no, that's great. That's wonderful. Because we get another plug for Wendy's. The, the spicy, delicious, juicy goodness of Wendy's. Available only at Wendy's. Um, my, my other point would be, uh, you know, if you're in doubt, uh, lick it. You know, just, <laughs> just kind of taste it. If it tastes like metal, it probably is metal. You don't want to cut that. And that's a mic drop, but I won't. Oh, Oh, where do you even go from there? (laughs) You have to be the serious guy now. Yeah, all right. Bring it home, man. All right, bring it home. (laughs) All right, if when a storm hits, you know, kind of along this low is steady and steady is fast, you know, but more than that, Obviously, anytime you're in tree work, you want to go slow, steady, and steady as fast. But when a storm hits, you have all these opportunities to learn something new. And that doesn't necessarily mean just go try stuff you've never done before because that's not a good way to learn something. Instead, try to find someone to work with that can mentor you and help teach you how to do it the right way and keep things going in the right way. And if you're that guy that's been around and done it before, then take your time to find someone and be patient with them and help them learn because that might be the next person that's, you know, helping out your business. And either way, it's that's the future of the industry. So pass on that knowledge um, and, you know, work as a team. 
like I said earlier, it's a lot of fun if you're a great team and you're getting lots of work done. And if you're doing, if you're taking that stuff into account, then the money will come. Uh, and with that, everybody stay safe. Watch your top knot. <laughs>